welcome to another episode of the Bold Platform Podcast. My name is Adrian, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. It's about seven months old now. The podcast was developed as a way to um, uncover the stories of everyday Australian women and girls who have um, had an idea for a really beautiful community-focused initiative, whether that's a project, a hobby, a one-off fundraiser or event, or they've turned it into a whole business. And these women would otherwise, you know, often fly under the radar. They're not all over the news and, um, you know, all other, other podcasts, but are really amazing everyday women who can provide so much inspiration and encouragement for other women who and, and men who may be listening to the podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are joined by the wonderful Julie from Uplift Swimwear, who's going to tell us a little bit about um, what Uplift Swimwear does and um, and what they've got going on in their world at the moment. So welcome to the podcast, Julie. Thank you, Adrian. Uh, let's kick off by um, learning a little bit more about what Uplift with Swimwear is and, and how it all got started. Okay, so Uplift Swimwear is a new and innovative swimwear brand. Uh, it's a mastectomy swimwear brand and our vision is to inspire and bring back the fun for women to get back to the water. Um, yeah, I started it back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's been one hell of a journey to get here. Yeah. So I'm um, a country chick, really, with a passion to help me and other women build their confidence. Uh, I was born in Shepparton in regional Victoria with a humble, caring family and, that yeah, really cared about others. So I think, honestly, this is the base of where this all comes from. Mm. And so through, is it through your own experience or experience of um, someone close to you that you um, decided that breast cancer survivors or people that are um, being treated for breast cancer was a space that you wanted to work in? Well, it, actually, I never intended to be designing mastectomy swimwear. Back in 2016, I went on a shopping trip looking for my own swimwear, dragged my poor family around the shopping centre and (laughs) I just didn't find anything that I felt comfortable in. So I actually left in tears that day thinking, is that it? Mm. I had two kids. My weight was fluctuating, eaten and drank a little bit too much Mm -hmm. um, and just put on a bit of weight and just not feeling that comfortable. So I came home that day, sat on the edge of the bed and pulled out an old pair of bikinis and a piece of material and started playing with some ideas and probably within a week or two weeks, I'd come up with this brand new concept. And I stood back thinking about what women would be benefit or what women it would benefit mm. and for what challenges. And as I stood there, my nan dropped into my mind and my nan had breast cancer and a mastectomy when I was two. Oh, right. So, yeah. So in that absolute moment, I decided that, okay, nan, I'll do mastectomy pockets and I'll do mastectomy swimwear. No matter how hard it was, I had no idea what I was doing, but I made pretty much a deal that day that, okay, I'll do mastectomy swimwear. Mm. So, yeah. And what is your background in terms of your own career? Is it in the fashion space? No, absolutely not. I, I was doing reflexology. I'd been doing that since 2000 just part-time and raising my two children and, Mm. yeah, no, absolute no design, no fashion and no business background. I decided that, okay, 
well, I might get this piece made and see what happens pretty much. That's how it all started. Okay. And so you've made the decision to look into making a swimwear line. Where do you even begin? Oh, my God, yes. Well, in the Byron Bay area, I just couldn't seem to get hold of anyone that was even doing swimwear that didn't work for a company. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get um, this three-piece idea made by a lady. She didn't even do swimwear. She pretty much just made it in this stretch fabric. Mm. It cost me $900. Wow. So I had this idea of getting these studs on it and it was going to be versatile, which we, we have now simplified. But in those early days, it was $900. It was a couple of meetings with this woman. I just couldn't, it was embarrassing even to say I've spent $900 and I've got this thing you can't even swim in. Mm. So I finally, through some crazy intuitive moments, I met this woman and she lived on the Gold Coast and she had a design um, business. So I started working with her about two and a half years ago and we went through with a patent. We went through two patent makers. I'm on my third patent maker now. And, yes, I've been just guided along the way of what comes next and been yeah it's been an amazing journey terrifying but have learned so much in the process yeah absolutely so talk us through the design so you mentioned a, a pocket system is that yeah. for um and and excuse me if I'm using the wrong mm-hmm. language is that for around some sort of additional cup to fill the space where the breast was yes there's um mastectomy swimwear has a pocket that sits sort of behind the cup or behind the front layer mm-hmm. and it holds the prosthetic when a lady loses her breast and chooses not to get reconstruction she may choose to wear a prosthetic right that fits into the um into the cup basically okay. so ours um i came up with this idea of um snap closing the pocket um with press studs so if the woman was swimming her prosthetic wouldn't come out because i have spoken to some women that have lost their prosthetic, it has fallen out and floated around the pool during water aerobics. Oh, okay. Poor lady, she was doing water aerobics and this other lady in the class realised that it must have been this particular lady because she'd asked everybody else and she'd set it up on the edge and it was there in front of everybody, this prosthetic. And she never went back to her aerobics class. You know, there's a few stories like that. So Mm -hmm. what we've come up with is a very secure pocket for the prosthesis to fit into. We spent a lot of time getting it soft, the right fabric, um, really strong shoulder straps, um, the right cut for different women with different surgeries and different scarring. So basically our unique product is it's a three-piece bikini. So the bikini bottoms are roll up, roll down for, you know, if you're feeling a bit bloated and you just Mm -hmm. don't feel like, being so open with your body you can cover up a little bit and then the bikini top is um like a sports it's quite sport if you go into an instagram page you can see it as well Mm. there's some shots there um but the pocket yeah is um closed so that it's secure so a woman can feel confident and then there's a mesh piece originally we have it we had it connecting into the bottoms but now a lot of women when they try it on want to wear it over the top so okay woman's choice So this design allows a woman the versatility. So if she just wants to wear the bikini, the pocket of bikini, she can hang out in that, 
hang out with her friends and family, if she's not feeling as confident or just wants to cover up a little bit, the mesh piece has been designed to fit over the top. And you can see through the mesh to the bikini. So basically it was my idea too that you can wear a bikini but still feel a bit covered. Mm. So if you're feeling a little bit of self-consciousness due to scarring or a bit of bloated or whatever it may be, you can still say I'm technically still wearing that bikini. But you've got a little bit of coverage if you want to go to the cafe or you know, something after your swim or just, well, I've had so much good feedback with women that are trying it on. About the additional um, piece yeah. that's available. Yeah, I had a lady try it on um, a couple of weeks ago and she came out in the bikini part. Then she put the mesh top on. Her husband said, whoa, that really, that just hugs your figure. And, oh, my God, it just made such a difference. And he just, it was amazing of his um, insight into how he felt that she looked in it as well. Mm. She just had a big smile on her face. She had a friend there as well that had had a mastectomy and she put the top on. Then she put the mesh top on and she just, her face lit up. And we're all commenting on how happy she looked. She just felt like she felt secure and comfortable and ready to go. Because, Julie, what are these women purchasing when there isn't a product like yours available in terms Mm. of swimwear options? What's available out there now for them? That's, yeah, that's a really good question because that's actually why I got really fired up about um, making a product that was going to look good for younger women as well. Right. In Australia, there's two women every day being diagnosed between 20 and 39 years of age with breast cancer. And when I started doing the research, I went shopping and I could not find, there was like two swimsuits at a whole shopping centre and they were definitely for older women. And even some of the pockets were quite small and definitely this Amona, the high quality German prosthesis, the water prosthetic, would not have fitted into these pockets. So we wanted to design something that had a large opening but also um, was secure when you closed it. Uh, There is not much available. We've had women from Australia and America um, contacting us now knowing that we're going to launch soon and just, you know, they're so happy to have a product that they'll feel comfortable in and is sort of their age range. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of older ladies' designs, which that's great. That's really lovely. But this one, yeah, more contemporary. And um, you can really just hang out in it. You can do yoga in it. It's sort of a multi-purpose. So you can do yoga, then you can go for a swim and then go to the cafe. It's um, We wanted to do something that was a real all-rounder. Yeah. And a all- staple you could have in your cupboard. And, yeah. yeah. And all whilst feeling really comfortable with mm. the changes that have happened to your body yeah. and, and the kind of new version of what, what your body looks like, I guess. Yeah, the new normal that ladies call it. Yeah, what was normal is not. They can't wear the same, especially if they've had a double mastectomy and gone Mm -hmm. from having breasts that their clothes sit differently to flat. It's a whole different, you know, a whole different wardrobe experience. And so it's great to have something to provide for these women too. Absolutely. You mentioned that you've been able to partner with some different women around the design and um, and the, the pattern as well. How much consultation has there been with people that have had the uh, the breast cancer surgery? Yeah, we've been trying it on some women. We've had women with lumpectomies. We've had women with a double mastectomy, with single mastectomy. 
Um, I've even, you know, I've had friends trying it on too that haven't had surgery and it's really for everybody. Mm. But we have really focused all our time and energy on the design of mastectomy to make sure because there's a lot of, um, initially, I, w- I thought before we spoke to our mastectomy specialist, she's been working on overseeing the product too, mm. that you would want high under the arms to cover your scarring and to be more comfortable. But actually she said, no, you need to make it lower, like not too low, but low enough because these women can get um, inflammation and yes. swelling. Mm. So we had to make sure it was soft and it wasn't cutting off circulation. So we've worked, we've refined our pattern with that and not too low in the um, breast area because they do have scarring and different women depending on how much is taken out of the breast they lose their cleavage as well so we've really really taken all that into consideration and the mesh top is just that extra layer of security with scarring or some of the women were talking about their prosthetic um, even in the mastectomy swimwear they're wearing was bulging when they sort of bent down so this one, that has not been happening to the women that have been trying it on. So that's a really lovely lot of feedback. There's so many different factors. Just oh. as you were saying them then, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I would never think of that, I would never think of that, I never think of that. It's mm. just so much more complex and just like, oh, yeah. grab a bikini, grab a one piece, oh. grab a top and bottom, mix and match, whatever colour. Yeah. yeah. Just so many different things that I really wanted to consider. And I feel like we've really nailed it. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just lots of different feedback and um, done lots of research. And, yeah, I had a, I was part of the SCU, the Startup in Residence program at Lismore, and mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of research for that. I had to do a lot of figures. And through all that I've learned, yeah, lots of information too. I was so green to business that I thought, um, CEO was a mispronunciation of, oh, sorry, SEO was a pr- mispronunciation of CEO. Like <laughs> I've had to learn so much. Yeah. So and much. do you just look back now and go, oh my gosh, like that's a totally different person in terms of your skill set and your business oh. knowledge and also your knowledge of the swimwear world Absolutely. and the breast cancer world? Absolutely. Every world that I'm sitting in right now is not a world that I've, I was ever familiar with. So mm. I feel like I've done 10 uni courses all at once with no tutor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just through that hands-on oh, getting and giving yes. things a go, right? Yes, absolutely. You've um, mentioned a mm-hmm. couple of times the scarring. Have mm. you found, um, and that body confidence piece, have you found in terms of the women and that you've spoken to mm-hmm. that there's quite a broad range around how women feel about mm. their bodies now from kind of, I don't care, this is my body and I love it and I'll walk around without a top on if I like to the women that are more covered up, don't want to show mm. scars, don't want to show any signs? Like is there quite a broad range or you find that there's very broad very broad one lady we have spoken to she was so okay with everything and wow she even just whipped her top up in front of me near the real estate and that was um that was great too because she just she wanted to show me the line of where her scarring met each other right had a white belly and a brown sort of chest and she wanted to show me the difference in color where the um where the surgery was, where the line was, mm. where it'd been sewn together. And then I've had other women that are really conscientious and don't want to talk about it, which is great. You know, it's 
I've had a whole spectrum of women, which I respect all of them. And you, the stories are so individual and so mm-hmm. different that I've had to really think about how I say things. And yeah, it's been actually felt really uncomfortable stepping into the space because it was my nan who had breast cancer Mm. and not me I was too reluctant to step into that space even though I was doing something really supportive for these women I was so nervous to dip my toe in and it was through Amanda Butler she has this fitting specialist she's been overseeing our um, product Mm. that her mother also had breast cancer and she didn't so we were sort of in the same boat and I thought okay if it's all right for her then you know I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable but yeah really difficult space personally for me to step into so and what did you think was going to happen like was it around you thought people would say well you you can't come into our world you're not you haven't qualified you're not eligible or I don't know all of that I actually I know when I think about it logically it doesn't make sense and I mentioned that to the one of the ladies that tried on um, the swimwear recently and she'd had a mastectomy and I said to her, it's taken me a lot of time to step into this space. And she said, why? Mm. You're doing something amazing for all these women. I said, I don't know, I just felt really self-conscious and, yeah, I felt like it wasn't my place. It's so interesting you say that. I caught up with um, a beautiful friend of mine, Emma, who was one of the very first guests we had on the podcast and we were talking around self-doubt and and she had mentioned a few things to me, just some things that she had been sort of feeling and my first reaction was the same. I'm like, no, Emma, like you're this, you're that. And, and, but then when we kind of step back from it, it's like, yeah, but that rationale doesn't really apply at two o'clock in the morning when you're laying in bed going, what am I doing? Like, why am I starting this business? Who am mm-hmm. I to think I can work in this space or, you know, whatever it is? It's, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it's something that so many people experience in terms of that self doubt and that questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of just put on a brave face or, or yeah. we spend so much time in our head about it. It's so mm. good to verbalise it because it makes mm. other people go, yeah, wow, okay, I feel like that too. And I've if you like then it's kind of normal <laughs> if I'm feeling like it. Too. I've got goosebumps running all the way through my body. Yeah. yeah. It is just being daring to, I mean, I was terrified. I was so terrified to jump in and, Ah, oh, but the ma- magic that comes out of it and the people that jump on board and the people that support it, if you do a business with purpose, especially like we're doing, mm. we're also giving 1% back to McGrath Foundation, which I'm super excited about. Right. Just gives us more purpose. We're doing recycled um, fabric as well. Oh, that wow. Another impact, which we've been taking time with. Um, yeah, when you do a business with purpose, it's going to benefit other people. It's been such a beautiful space to be in mm. to offer that and that's another reason why people are just putting their hand up to help out and you know I needed so much guidance I've talked about this lately I've just come out of a bit of a place lately because I got so overwhelmed and had so many things to do in my head like 30 things my husband recently probably in the last two weeks this has happened I got to the point where I would sit in front of the laptop and just cry my eyes out I just yeah. couldn't do anything. I, I just, like I was meeting my things that I had to do, but in my head and I was so overwhelmed that my husband, one night I crawled into the bed and I just hid under the sheets and cried. And mm. my eight-year-old yelled out, Ma, um, Dad, Mum needs you. 
So he came in, he laid under the sheets with me and he said, what can I do? Like, how are we going to get you out of this place? And I said, I don't know. So the next day he sat me down with his laptop. He he works from home with IT and he sat next to me for a whole week and basically project managed me to the point that I could start to, like within a couple of days, the fog, my brain fog had lifted. All of a sudden he started seeing this cheeky Julie come back. Yeah. Cracking jokes and just my old self. And he took me to the soccer fields and ran, like we ran from side to side and just I felt things start to lift and, and I started to get clear. And he's done that every day. We have a bit of a meeting in bed, by the way. Yeah. In bed and talk about, okay, what's on Asana? Because we use Asana the software yes. management project. And he's like, right, what have you got tomorrow? Okay, who do we need to contact for that? Um, Right, let's move that task to next week. So once I started seeing all this weight shifting, I started to realise that that was the reason I was so overwhelmed and teary, Mm. as well as a little bit of hormonal, bit of perimenopause perimenopause chucked in with all that too. (laughs) Just Uh, just for the sake of it because you don't have enough on your plate. Oh, no, growing a business, got the kids, got the hormones. (laughs) And, yeah, that's just changed my whole world. I feel like I've slipped into a brand-new skin. Mm. And so I, and I'm really just getting used to it because I can feel myself going back into the old self of um, just, it feels like more of a weakness. Like I feel like I go into my weak self or my weak belief. Mm. Then I'm like, no, no, that's right. You are stronger now. And I have to, literally I step to the right and I step into my new self and I'm like, right, this is ridiculous you know you can do this. So I have to, it's just a self thing all the way along. Yeah. Everything I do, I'm like, right, put on that accountant hat. Let's get into it, Julie. <laughs> and I sit at the laptop and I look at zero and sometimes I've got no idea what I'm doing, but I'm like, nope, you know, and I just keep coming back into that space. So one thing I'm, one thing I'm really passionate about and is going to run beside the swimwear is my story that I'm going to be sharing with Tapping into intuition because I haven't even told you about the intuitive stuff that's happened. And by the way, my nan is not here. Mm. She passed away when I was nine. But that moment that she dropped in and said, hello, you need mastectomy pockets, she's been here the whole journey and I keep getting messages from her and I listen to it and I act Mm. on it. The day that I was pitching last year at SCU, I was pitching to the old CEO of Telstra I should, shouldn't call him old, I should call him the prior, prior. You know, um, of Telstra and there was delegates there at the uni and it was so nerve-wracking. I had this two-minute pitch to bang out in two minutes in front of everybody and I asked my nan because my nan has a first name that she hated. So I, I can't, I can say I'm one-to-one but I'm sorry, I can't say her name and hmm. um, her last, I asked her that day, that morning when I was sitting on the couch at 6am getting ready for my pitch and going over it, I said, Nan, can I say your name? And she said, no, you can call me Nan. So I, that's what I did. I called her Nan during my pitch. Mm. And I just get messages and I, last week when I was in the oh, feeling like I wanted to jump off, I said to Nan, what are you doing? Take all this back. And I got the answer, are you kidding me? You haven't even stepped into that space yet. So wow. right, okay. So I'm <laughs> getting updates and I have her sitting by my side all the way along and I ask her for guidance and what's next. 
So um, that I mean, that's one of the intuitive parts. Mm. The other, can I tell a really quick story? Of course, Julie. This is your <laughs> story. You can, you can chat for as long as you like. Okay, okay. so it's uh, six months into starting the business and I was working on my logo. At the, the first logo had angel wings mm-hmm. and I decided that angel was, the wings were down. I needed them up and uplift and really really strong winds, wings that could take you, uplift your hearts basically. Mm-hmm. That's how the uplift come about. So I sat with a friend, Margot, in Brunswick Heads for coffee on the Sunday and we sat down and did this logo and I came up with an idea of a double circle and Celtic in that two outer layers, like the ring around it, mm. and inside was eagle wings. So I left that cafe going, yep, yeah, all right, got this logo. Uh, I've now simplified it, looked a bit congested but it just felt like it was the purpose at the time Mm. so so let's get this in our mind right we've got the double circle with the celtic and the eagle wings in the middle and the next morning I went out to my local coffee van and I pulled up and I saw this lady sitting at the chair one of the stools and I walked past her and she had these um spiritual books sitting next to her and I thought "Ah, nah I don't know why I didn't say hello but I didn't so I sat down and Dave the barista said hey Julie how's the swimwear going? And this lady heard, her name's Jane. Mm. And she said, oh, come and talk to me, Julia. I love swimwear. So I sat down next to her and I had my drawing in my hand of the logo that we'd just come up with. And I showed her the drawing and she said, okay, you need to meet my travel companion. So overcome Stephen, part Indigenous, and he looked at it and he said, I'll be back. So he went over to his um, ute, came back with a drawing that he'd started already and it was a double circle with Celtic in it and he had an eagle wing in the back of his car and he plucked a feather out and he said, you need to have this. And he said, look, last night Jane and I were driving from Sydney in our separate cars and I was heading to Pottsville and my car just wanted to turn into this rest area. And he said, oh, I could hear Jane in the, back, in the car behind me saying, what are you doing? We're meant to be going to Pottsville. Well, he turned into the rest area and he said, we woke up to the barista and he said, we just pulled up for a night's sleep, not knowing why we're there, mm. and pulled up to the coffee van and here I was with this drawing. He'd just drawn himself and he said, you need to have this and he gave me the drawing and the feather mm-hmm. and I said to them, I don't normally do this, but do you two need a shower? Mm. So they followed me back here and we had an Airbnb at the time and I said, look, the Airbnb is actually hasn't got anyone in it for a week. We've just had a cancellation. So they stayed for a week in my back house and I had oh, to explain well. that to my husband. Of Oh, yeah, by the way, Stephen and Jane are out the back. They're just going to stay my, for a while. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, so I actually, I should take a picture of it. I've got the eagle feather in my car. My sister and I went for a mystery drive. We call it mystery drive a few weeks ago and I decided to let I put the feather in the front and thought let's see where you take us so mm-hmm. um that feather is in my car at the moment wow that's, that's such we, a interesting um <laughs> uh what's what I'm looking for an interesting way to receive those messages mm. and and how they then become mm. so, so ingrained in your business in terms of your yeah. logo and that and that direction that the the branding then 
took. I guess, you know, in so many um, ways you can apply so much science and logic and research to branding and and your logo and your fonts and your colors and it's not to say that there's anything wrong with that it's a great way of doing it It just shows you there's so many different ways for people to get those messages and and hear that information about the direction of their of their business Mm. open to it or if you're that way inclined yeah and there's definitely people that are and you need to choose like I don't tell everybody that story although I've told the podcast yeah but actually, Jane, I was sitting at the table six months after meeting them and sitting there thinking, okay, what's next? And the messenger popped up a message and it was her. And she said, oh, I've just found out that a lady I know uh, has started this active resort wear and um, swimwear company. So I actioned that straight away and I rang this lady and she said, I have a business partner in... Um, on the Gold Coast, you need to call her. So I called her and we had an appointment the next week and I've been working with them most of the time. Wow. So, yes, I realised that all these messages I was getting were, mm-hmm. okay, it must be my intuition and I actually need to listen. Yeah. So I, I did and I've followed that all the way along with lots of different, I'm going to start blogging and they'll be on those blogs. Well, those is one with the lady in black, how mm-hmm. I met her. Mm. The hospital, yeah, it's all, um, if you just, I wasn't even that quiet. You know, people say you have to sit and you have to meditate. I just get fairly strong messages and it's like an impulse but and it's not it's not like it bangs you around the head but you, you get this feeling that you need to action it. Mm. So that's what I do now. I think too, you know, you mentioned earlier before about your partner just going, right, like what do we need to do and freeing up that space for you, not also, um, not only from a, you know, business and logistics and time point of view, but also just so that, you know, maybe your head is a little bit clearer and you're more aware of those messages that are coming through. So if you're kind of foggy and overwhelmed and just trying to like minute by minute get through, there's the opportunity or the potential that we miss some of those signs that whoever is out there, whatever we believe in Mm -hmm. is potentially trying to to send us if we're so overwhelmed and so busy just in the day-to-day that we miss that type of thing. And and by having people around you like your partner or a friend or a business partner or a housemate or a Mm -hmm. colleague uh, at another, you know, workplace, um, being able to help you free up that that space yes. yes and that is wow I say he saved me and he really did because I just did not know how I was going to move forward mm. in the space I was in I was in such a mess in my head and I had realized that I was not present at all with my girls I've got a 14 and 8 year old girls Right. And the next day after we started breaking down those ideas and the projects and getting things actioned, I walked along the beach with her and I looked at her and I thought, oh, it brings me tears thinking about it, but I thought I'm present for the first time in I don't know how long and what have I been doing? And, you know, I needed to hold that space. I felt like I held a very special space for uplift it was like I was holding this space for all these women, I think. Mm-hmm. And my husband had said to me a few weeks before that, you know, you've put everything else on the back burner, including us. And that was that was a conversation that was pretty painful, but yeah. I started to realise that I really had. 
and I needed to start changing that and I just didn't know how to hold the space any differently until we started um, breaking it down and um, taking some tasks off my list or putting them further down the list that didn't have to be actioned that day and say, can we do that next week? Okay, let's do that. Because I felt like I had to do everything in one second. Mm. I couldn't, um, what's the word? Like prioritise or. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't break them down and they just all looked like they had to happen at once and I could not get myself out of that by myself. Mm. So he really did save me. And it's hard too, I think, when you start any kind of project, whether you want this to be your, you know, how you make a living or if it's it's yeah. just a thing you're going to do on the side, you, there's so much excitement and so much adrenaline and that momentum just does make you kind of just like go, go, go and I can work yeah. all night and I can get all of this done but it comes at the cost of um, other things or other relationships. You mentioned that your partner sort of had to say to you, look, we're kind of missing out. What do you do differently now? What have you learned from that, you know, potentially quite awkward conversation with your partner or or painful conversation? What have you learned now and what do you do differently now to ensure that or to try to ensure um, that you don't end up in that place again? Again, whether it's, you know, having space for other people but also holding space for yourself. Um, What I've found really beneficial is to do a bit of a planning session just for 10 minutes, even go through my asana and just check, write some notes if I have to of who I need to contact for the next day. But just to feel like I'm on top of it Mm. and that the next morning when I wake up, if the kids ask me a question, I won't be sitting in my head of stress and going, oh, like I I can't think of that as well right now I've got to do this but if I've got that planned and I wake up in the morning and I know that from a certain time I'm going to do something or it's not actually going to take me as long because I've had a little bit of help from Simon the night before I if I've got some really big stuff that's stressing me I'll talk to him about it I mean I'm lucky because he's been a project manager and he's really good with figures and numbers and not everyone has that Mm. So if there's someone that you can contact and just say, I'm feeling really stressed about this, who should I contact or is there something that you can suggest that I do? Because I just sat in that for so long in that I realised that I was just sitting in this space sort of spinning my wheels and just not moving forward on anything, just feeling overwhelmed and every day it just stacked up like a just kept stacking on top of each other. Mm. So now, yeah, the night before planning, um, not being scared to ask for help, actually, because I felt like I should just know it all, even though I've never been trained in it. I just, yeah. my husband's like, you've never done that before. How do you think you're just going to get it? These girls have done uni and they've been working on this project for 10 years. Mm. Now, I expected that I would be up to speed like them. I don't know how I actually thought that would happen, but I thought I should be up to speed. I should know how to read that tech pack that's got to go to China. I, you know, I should be on top of all this stuff where actually I'm not. And I've admitted that now and it's so good to say, actually, what's your suggestion? I don't understand that. How can we do it together? Why don't you send me a draft or I'll send you a draft? That's what we do now is often I send a draft to my pattern maker and she'll say, these are the questions we need to ask China and then she will tidy it up a bit and put in a different form or point form or she'll ask a different question another way that China can understand because of the English barrier. Mm. Be really mindful of that. So you'll simplify your sentences, 
So it's really easy to read. And that's how I've learned to get more confident with my emailing and my questions. That's been like, she's been like a mentor really of, yeah, that's what we've been doing lately. And that's been incredible learning for me and confidence because I wasn't always confident and I've had to learn that. And that's what I want to share. When I do public speaking, which is going to be a big part of this business, apart from the swimwear, that'll be supporting mind and body. But the other part of supporting the mind is sharing my message of starting off with no background. Where do I start? Like from zero. Mm. And then talking about how I grew my confidence, just all the nuggets that I've learned along the way and can share. Like just doing something at the start of the day, if you're not confident in yourself and you're in a new space, do something you know how to do. Um, Like... Fold the washing up. I know that sounds silly, but just start off with something that you know you can do. Do a load of washing and put it out and feel confident with that. Yeah. Just know that you are confident with something. It's just not that. And And like you said, you know, you're not, we're not born knowing all of this. You've never done any of this before, but Mm -hmm. we think, I think sometimes too, when you tell people, then you're going to do something. It's like, right, well, there's no turning back now. And you, you, then you then feel like, well, I need to make this work because I've told people I'm doing it and everyone ex- is expecting some sort of outcome from me now that I've told them, but all behind the scenes, you're like, okay, how do I get an ABN? How do I, uh, you know, how do I work out um, how to communicate with my counterparts overseas? It's like the most, what would seem the most basic thing probably now a few years down the track at the start it's just everything is just like google (laughs) google Google. yeah i love google yeah yeah absolutely and it just takes time and i just looking back yeah i was a bag of nerves i sat in my first um business class i did the nortec nice business class Mm. and for two days i was so scared that someone would find out that I was completely useless on the laptop I sat there, I sat there next to this guy sort of funky young guy and I thought I'm in my 40s here I am I feel like the old duck in the class until some other older people arrived and I I they said oh well, we're sending you out an email now you'll get it on your laptop and I thought I don't even know how to refresh an email I didn't even know how to do that. I opened up the laptop going, Christ, how do I use this thing? Mm-hmm. I had avoided the laptop. My husband, I'd let him pay all the bills. I'd been irresponsible for years and I, I just hadn't done anything on a laptop. I hated um, computers, all that. So I was sitting there in that class so terrified for two days on the Monday and the Tuesday. On the Wednesday, I got a migraine and I was in bed. That's how terrified I was in that space. Yeah. <laughs> I was so so scared that I would get found out that I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And I look back and I think I just never had learned it. And now you're doing podcast recordings over video from two I different know. states. <laughs> no, putting in purchase orders. That's what actually I've just put in the purchase order for our 300, first 300 units, put that in last night. So we're just waiting to get confirmation back from China and we'll have our deposit in this week. So, yeah, it's amazing that it's taken so long. But, you know, it wasn't just about the swimwear. It was about getting me ready to be ready. Yes. And I really haven't been ready, you know, until the last two weeks, which is quite funny, isn't it, to think that I'm putting my deposit in this week and until two weeks ago I was not ready. Mm. All of a sudden I've slipped into this new skin 
and I'm ready and all of a sudden everything's opened up with China. So, yeah, there's no coincidence there. Absolutely. You mentioned a little bit earlier that you're preparing for your launch. So talk Mm. us through what that launch um, looks like and and you've obviously just then mentioned about putting in an order for your first 300 units, which is so exciting. Yeah. Talk us through what the next sort of um, couple of of months look like in, in preparation for your launch. Um, getting we're switching over from Shopify to another website space, so we're working on that. Um, getting our launch emails ready, getting people. Yeah, we're we're really excited to get more subscribers so we can share our message to women mm. around the world. We're getting women now from America and the UK. So you already have some, a bit of a mailing list or a... a... Yes, it's growing. It's yeah. it's not, yeah, it is growing. Um, oh, what else are we working on? Um, doing, yeah, organising some photo shoots. We've just got in contact with some ladies, some sisters actually that are um, going to do some photos with us. We've mm. got another few women organised. So basically photo shoots, we're, we're organising some collaborations with other mindful products in the breast cancer area and other just supporting mind and body products. Right. Products made for impact and purpose. Um, yeah, all the behind scenes stuff and just making sure that our Instagram, you know, is representing us and our message. Um, we're, we're pretty happy with it at the moment. <laughs> Facebook, I've just had a messenger from a lady in the UK. She's actually a friend of a friend and just telling us how great she, you know, that we're, uh, it just feels really good on Instagram and the social media and she's loving the images and, mm. yeah, just really getting all that tightened up and, um, yeah, the China has been taking a lot of time, the ordering the swimwear and we've been negotiating back and forward. I went to China on my first trip um, last month. Mm. Um, that was an amazing experience and terrifying as I was sitting there and the ladies are cooking me food for um, at the factory that we're at at their office. These beautiful ladies are out the back cooking us food and they put it on the Lazy Susan, the electronic Lazy Susan and mm. going around in front of us and I'm sitting there just feeling like I can't do this. This is too overwhelming. The, you know, the, the deposit will need to be put down soon and I was sitting there in an absolute state of nerves and on the outside I've got this smile and not being able to let on that I'm terrified mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's to come and oh my god can I do can I literally handle it what's coming have I got enough money you know where are we at with that and oh god so China's sort of behind us so now we've found this beautiful factory I feel really confident with them yeah these ladies were cooking us lunch that was part of them looking after us and yeah, it's very exciting. About, yeah, very exciting indeed. If um if people are listening and they're interested in supporting um, Uplift Swimwear, Julie, or they know someone, or they themselves would be interested in in purchasing your products or looking into them, what's the best way for people to um, get in contact with you or to follow on the journey with you yeah. as you prepare for your launch in October? Yes, um, Instagram's great because we've got some photos and images on there and we often have um, a message from the founder, from me as well. Mm. Um, stories are really good. I 
just a little video this morning I'll put up as well, just about what we're up to. Um, I'd love, yeah, if they're interested to share that, to tag other women in the Instagram, in our feed as well. Um, go over and subscribe because you get the launch emails as well. Um, yeah, we're always up for feedback and always happy for women to contact us um, through the website or Instagram to send us a private message. Yeah. And just even words of, you know, support doesn't need to be anything in particular, just, you know, of, we have a friend who's a surgeon. He's actually done breast surgery before as well. He was out in the surf with my husband and he said, I've been following Julie. She's so inspiring what she's been doing. You know, just amazing that these men are following as well. You don't always know who's watching your social media. but really don't, yeah. It just made my day to feel like, yeah, he was just so inspired by what we were doing and I'm just doing my thing, you know. Mm. I've got these girls around me supporting me and saying, you know, it's going to be big, we're doing these great things, Julie. And, you know, I'm just in my own little head and in my own little world getting this (laughs) when we're ready. But to have these feedback, like the message I got from the UK this morning, that she loved what we're doing she loves the feed that's been popping up and she just, you know, it was just inspirational. Absolutely. Yeah, just when those days get difficult, just those words of inspiration that people are sending us, it just makes all the difference to stay confident and stay on track keep keep going instead of you know I really wanted to jump off a couple of weeks ago I was I really didn't think I could get going mm. but now I'm in this clearer headed space some days are a bit foggier but um yeah I'm really excited now and I feel like I can totally hold this space and um yeah I'm really excited for what's to come and where we end up what country we visit what what I speak at I'm super excited to share our story and just to have an impact on women's confidence. I I feel I've just had this sort of vision recently. It's like um, where I started as well is I can't do this. How am I going to do this? Um, I don't think I'm good enough. Possibly that was a little bit of old as well. Is I can see a platform from this woman or any any woman and there's a platform that she walks across and I hold her hand and she comes into that space of maybe I can. To come into that space as opposed to I can't do it, into the space of maybe I can and I've got this, that could be your absolute end product is, yeah, I can do this. That's a really different space to go into life, you know, and into new jobs and it's just a whole different world. I find it's a whole different world to come out of is I can do this rather than I can't. You know, it's a I want to be inspirational for people and for women and for men but to step into that new space and just know that we're here to support you know even if you think of uplift it's it's that support for mind and body so that's what I feel my my niche is in the world is to support women in that space moving to I can do this instead of I can't and it's so much more um, you know, as you talk more about where your passions lie and and how you feel that you can and already are contributing, it's so much more than mm. a 
it's so much more than just a cozy. It's oh. it's the way that these women see themselves and carry themselves. It's the way that other people see them. You know, you mentioned that the partner in the change room. Um, it's the way that they, uh, you know, feel about their body and talk about their body and their and their illness that they have recovered from or are still recovering from. It's so much more than just a, you know, yeah. three pieces of material that have turned into a, a piece of um a piece of clothing or, or a swimwear piece it's a it's the whole business uplift is a confidence building tool whether it's the swimwear or whether it's coming along and listening to me share my story it's about mind and body and about tools to build confidence and that absolutely feels like the package that we're offering and you know, it's a unique piece of swimwear that we've, it's a first of its kind on the market for these um, secure pockets. It's a connect, you know, a three-piece. That hasn't been done. A mastectomy three-piece hasn't been done. So, you know, we just want to bring some new amazing stuff into the world for women and have an impact on women's confidence. And I truly believe that you are um already doing that and will continue to do that and I'm really excited to watch as that continues you know you mentioned some of those statistics earlier and that was just about one specific age bracket but it, um, breast cancer statistics in Australia are quite terrifying so I think as uh, Australian female and uh, other people listening to the podcast this is unfortunately a resource that there's likely going to be a time um, in the lives or the lives of a loved one that they'll need to lean on so mm-hmm. thank you so much for all the work that you are doing in this space for um, the women now and and the Australian women of the of, um, of Australia that will need this uh, resource on going um you mentioned earlier about your instagram and your website so if you are wanting to find out some more information about julie and uplift swimwear please check them out on both instagram and facebook and we'll pop links to their uh, platforms in the show notes julie thank you so much for coming on to the bowl platform you've been very generous in your story and very transparent and vulnerable and real and i really appreciate that because i think it's important for people listening if they've got an idea that they feel really passionate about but are having some of those same concerns around not knowing or or that not being their space I think you've provided some really great real life experience around what that looks like and how to get over that hurdle or move through that hurdle or work with that hurdle ongoing so thank you so much um, for coming on the podcast I, I really appreciate your time thank you Adrian it's been amazing to share my story again and hopefully yeah has an impact and women can feel not alone because that's so important to not feel alone in this world and to have some support around you support is everything that's our tagline Mm. so thank you too for you doing that show as well I love your introduction it's so perfect oh thank you Julie thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you all for listening to another episode of the bold platform we'll be back next Friday with another episode so until then have a great week thanks again Julie for coming on the show thank you 